Today's reading is Psalms 100, verses 1 through 5. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Know that the Lord is God. It is he who made us, and we are his. We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. The word of the Lord. Please be seated. One of the most popular and powerful verses in all of Scripture begins with the words, For God so loved the world. Martin Luther said that John 3.16, this verse, is the gospel within the gospels. He thought if you had to pick one verse out of the gospels that would summarize Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, it would be, John 3.16. Many of you know this by heart. For many of you, it's a life verse. Uh, For many of you, it has been there in a profound moment when you've needed it the most. And uh, you probably can help me fill in the blanks as we walk through it, whatever version you're familiar with. God so loved the world that he gave his only son that whoever, what? Believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. It's not only a verse to memorize, it's a verse to know in the depths of your soul is true. God so loved the world he created that he willed, his heart willed to redeem it through a son. And he sent that son to a cross for your sins and mine. He sent his own son to a cross. What kind of love is that? You know, the ancient Greeks had several words for the word love. Because when we read, for God so loved the world, what what does that mean? Because we live in a culture that people say, I love pizza. I love the White Sox. I love to travel. I love my job. Is it the same love we're talking about? Is that... Is that what the word is? That kind of strong affection of some type? Or is it when a spouse says, I love you, or or, a family member tells, what are we dealing with here in John 3.16? Well, they had four words. Let's start on the far right, and let's uh, interact here a little bit. Everyone say eros. Eros is physical love. It's what you think. It is the physical love. Uh, between uh, in scripture between a man and a woman they come together and you're united in in marriage and that is the physical love so eros is physical love and that's that word was used when 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 you know the, I love someone there's that bond that connection uh, moving around to the bottom everyone say storga storga that is the love shared within a family uh, that would be uh, in Scripture where families, it, talk, it talks about the love they have for one another. That's storga. Um, parent to child, child to parent, sibling to sibling. Storga. Moving around the circle clockwise, we have philia. Everyone say philia. And uh, that is friendship love. 
Social media, when someone posts something and someone says, oh, I, I just love you, I love you. That's, that's friendship love. That's this friendship love we have. Uh, guys could be for your roommates you, you still do life with that you had in college. I mean, that's that friendship love. And we have a city in America called Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. Now, that's not family love, Storga, but when they say brotherly love, they mean that community, like you're my brother, you're my sister, you know, that, that, that friendship love. Now moving around to the top, and the word we're dealing with in John 3.16 Agape. Everyone say agape. Almost without exception in the New Testament. When the word love is mentioned, it's agape. Agape love is divine. Agape love is holy. Agape love is sacrificial. It is selfless. It is the kind of love that God has for his creation and for you and me, agape. And when John 3 says, God so loved the world, this is the love of the four types in the Greek language we're dealing with. It is this holy love. It is a divine love. It is a reckless love. It is a love that pursues us. It is a love that sent a son to die for us. Pay the price for our sins. Agape. God so loved the world. And we are called not only to receive that agape love by faith and live in that love, we're called to share it with the world around us. Last month I experienced a group of people that did that at a profound level. I had the privilege of attending this year's uh, AY High, our high school youth group's mission trip. And here we are in the underground taking a picture in the middle of the night, literally in the middle of the night, about to head over to Midway. And uh, I think we look pretty good for a group uh, in the middle of the night that has to get a picture taken. Don't you think we look good? Yeah. And uh, we flew to Denver, and our church that we stayed at uh, slept on the floor and used their kitchen and, and, and facilities there uh, was in Loveland. And uh, we spent uh, Sunday uh, through Friday in, in the area and flew back. Um, my, on Sunday night, when we get there to the church, we meet the staff that's hosting us uh, from the company that's uh, organized the mission trip for us. And uh, we have opening worship after a meal, and then we learn uh, by complete random chance who our mission teams are going to be. Because we're such a big group, we break out into groups of like five to seven people, with like, so one adult and like five kids. And they send us out. So our group had six different sites around the area of Loveland. And uh, here's a few pictures of my amazing group. Um, we actually had to, to drive our van every day an hour north, even uh, went just out, just went north of Fort Collins. And we were serving uh, a ministry to the homeless and a facility where we spent the first couple days um, where we were building furniture for their outdoor seating area where they're going to host uh, and where they host homeless people. So we had two by fours and 
a tape measure and power saws and power drills. And I got to tell you, you have not lived, folks, until you have built a bench from scratch with kids who've never touched a power tool in their lives. But here's where it's awesome. The first hour or so, we didn't have a clue how we're going to do this thing. We had the instructions, but we didn't have a clue. This wasn't a kit. This was just like wood on the ground, and here's, here's some instructions. Good luck. But we grew, and we learned. And I'm telling you, by the end of this day, by the, you see in the middle bottom, a few of our kids are posing with our finished product. By the end of the first day, these girls were like, give me that power, give me that saw, give me that drill. I mean, it was so fun to watch. But we were just serving Serving others will probably never meet in that experience of our trip. And it was awesome. Every group can tell stories like this. Every group could tell you about their experience where uh, they went to serve other people and share God's agape love with others. I want to tell you about something that happened, though, back at the church on Wednesday night. Um, we uh, had our meal, and then we gathered for 8 p.m. closing worship every night that was led by the staff that was hosting us. And then what we're supposed to do is we're supposed to get into our own church group. So we were there as a church, and then we had another uh, church group there from Texas. So then after that service, every night we break up, and we debrief, and we share God's stories and things that happen in our, in our days and everything. But not Wednesday night. Something happened Wednesday night. Wednesday night after worship, before we could even say, all right, everyone, you know, before Wade could say, all right, everyone, get everyone together. Let's talk about our days and let's, let's, let's have some devotional time. A small group of kids and, and one of our leaders just kind of gathered around each other, some on chairs, some on the floor. And the message that night was about God's love and forgiveness in our lives. And it, it hit us. And without needing to go into the details of, of, of the who and the what and the why, it was just this incredible moment to witness where these kids surrounded each other and prayed for each other in the moment. And when God's love and God's Holy Spirit show up, it's awesome. And they prayed for one another, put their arms around each other, supported one another, reminded each other they're united there in their mission and that, and that they're there for the purpose of serving others. And then, and then it was so, the adults were just kind of all in the back, just kind of going, wow, this is, this is, God is, God is showing up here. This is awesome. Suddenly more kids gather around. The picture that just went up, that doesn't even do it justice. There's this bigger circle and they're arm in arm and they're, they're praying for each other and they're supporting one another. And across the room, there's another leader on the floor and t- with two kids in chairs and they're, they're praying for one another. And this is ministry time and the Holy Spirit is moving around the room and God's love is palpable and it was amazing. They were receiving God's love and forgiveness and then sharing it with each other in the moment. It was an amazing moment on the trip. And I share that with you twofold. One is sometimes, you know, our, our 
our groups go out and do these types of things and we don't hear the stories. But more importantly, this is a story of God's agape love. God's love just pouring into these kids that week and then them turning around and serving others and sharing God's agape love with the world. It was awesome. Let's look at Scripture today. Let's look at Psalm 100, and let's talk about what's going on in this text. And let's talk about filling in today's first weekend of the series, God's love is. Is what? Well, let's, let's figure that out together again by looking at this text. Now, this is a, it's a, it's a worship song. The Psalms are lyrics of worship songs. And really on the, on the surface and, and as you go through the verses, this is about worship. This is about our attitude in worship. This is about how we worship. This is about why we worship. But there is a definite answer to what God's love is in this text. There's only five verses here, but this is power. And I want to set the stage for this, this psalm with you. Um, there's two waves of an invitation and the reason why the invitation is there. So in verses 1 through 3, we get an invitation and then why. And then in verse 4, we get another invitation. And in verse 5, we get why. So there's this, there's this symmetry to this text and this flow. Invitation and the reason why, invitation and the reason why. Are you ready? First word, shout for joy to the Lord. The Hebrew is ruah. Everyone say ruah. Cool Hebrew word. Now shout ruah. Okay, now shout like not a lot of Midwesterners in worship, okay? Ruah. Yeah, ruah. That is a Hebrew word which means shout. It also can mean just make a loud noise. And literally one scholar I read on translating the word ruah said, raise the roof. That's what ruah means. Shout. Shout. Shout for joy. Shout with that gladness in their heart. Um, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. You know, make this ruah. Make some loud noise. Raise the roof. And people say, why do you worship at all, Louis, the way you do? Why do you play those loud songs? Why is it always so, try to be so joyful? What is it? Because it's in the Bible. Now, yes, there's a time and a place for quiet and reverence. There's a time and a place for those types of things. But this is a biblical invitation. Ruah, for joy. All the earth, worship God with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Now we get the why. Verse 3. Three reasons why. The Lord is God. He's worthy of it. He deserves it. Two, he made us. If you're near someone, say out loud to them right now, he made you. Say that to someone right now. And three, we are his, the sheep of his pasture. We're his people. So one, why do we, Ruah, why do we come to worship? Why do we come with the attitude of praise and joy? Because God is God. Because he made us. And we're his. We're his children. Where's creation? Now the same cycle. Invitation in verse 4, reason in verse 5. And be ready for verse 5 because here comes the fill in the blank for God's love is. 
Enter his gates with thanksgiving, verse 4. His courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. When we come through those glass doors every weekend, whether it's Saturday night or Sunday morning, when we come to worship God, I want to encourage you to remember that disposition of thankfulness. I know I wrestle with negativity and being cynical and, and I, get, I get kind of you know, negative and I catch myself sometimes being negative. I mean, I'm a White Sox fan for Pete's sake, so I, you, know, you get that. But the invitation here is to come through those doors and remember we need to be thankful. For a God who's God, for a God who created me and all that exists and that he claims me as his own child. When I come through the doors ready to worship, I'm here and I'm thankful. I'm thankful for my next breath. I'm thankful for the next heartbeat. I'm thankful for the way the Lord provides for me. I'm thankful for the way the Lord blesses me. I'm thankful for the loved ones in my life. I'm thankful for the challenges in my life. I'm thankful, and we forget that. It's so easy to get on the slippery slope of negativity. And this verse reminds us to enter the worship place with thankfulness. And here's the why. Verse 5. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues through all generations. If you can see the screen this morning, let's read this together and really think about the words we're saying. Here we go. For the Lord is good and his love endures forever. His faithfulness continues to all generations. The Lord's good and His love what? It endures forever. His agape love. In other places in Scripture, in 1 John, in chapter 4, it says God is love. That source of agape love pouring into His creation, willing to redeem it. The Lord is good and this love endures forever. Oh, the grass withers and grows and dies and, and generations rise and fall, but God's love endures forever. Faithfulness continues through all generations. The generation that raised me and shared God's agape love with me through Scripture and in a Christian community has raised me and now as I go on these trips and hang out with our young people, I realize we're, our call is to pass this on to them. And it will continue from generation to generation to generation until God's plan for creation is complete. God's love endures forever. His faithfulness continues from generation to generation. A.W. Tozer uh, is a uh, 20th century, the late A.W. Tozer um, author. He authored over 60 books, wonderful uh, theologian and pastor and author, and he has a quote I'd like to share with you in this context. The tempted, the anxious, the fearful, the discouraged, pause. Are you in that list? Third line, may all find new hope and good cheer in the knowledge that our Heavenly Father is what? Faithful. He will ever be true to His pledged word. God's love is steadfast. God is faithful. 
His love endures forever. Back to the mission trip. And the book ended. My group of six, after we had uh, had fun with the power tools for a couple days, our hosts and hostess helped us assemble these hygiene kits in the morning. And in these gallon Ziploc bags, we were putting in uh, T-shirts and socks and toothbrushes and toothpaste and nutrition bars and a bottle of water and, and who knows anything else we could, we could put in there that, we, that was donated uh, to this ministry. And we zipped them shut, I mean, to, to the brim, right? I mean, I, have a, I struggle trying to get those things closed anyway. This was, these were all the way to the top. And we loaded up our van with all these. We carried at least three or four of them apiece. In the middle of the day, our host and hostess took us to the poorest part of Fort Collins. It's this square block. It's where all the homeless, um, many of them hang out during the day. Some, their house is a tree that the shade provides. For, for most of the people we encountered that afternoon, they're living out of a car that may or may not run. And these kids walked up to these people and asked them if they'd like a kit. And they reminded them that God loves them. And ask God to bless them. God's agape love into the hearts of these kids who then take that agape love and pass it along. It's a powerful thing. This is street ministry in its rawest form. This is not an organized event. This was a group of kids parking our van and walking around and being the hands and feet of Christ for those in need. So let me ask you, what is God calling you to do right now to share his love with someone else? They may live under your roof. They may live two doors down. They may work down the hall. Who is God calling you to share his agape love with for the sake of Christ? For the sake of passing on from generation to generation this agape love that is a gift from God and not a selfish gift. Make no mistake about it. It is not our calling to hoard this gift, to keep it for ourselves. Our calling is to share it with those around us. My prayer is you will spend time praying today about who that person or those people are in your life. That you may be the hands and feet and the voice of Christ too in the coming days. I want to give God the last word, Isaiah 54, verse 10. God speaks through the prophet Isaiah and he says to you in this moment, 
For the mountains may depart and the hills be removed, but my steadfast love shall not depart from you. And my covenant of peace shall not be removed, says the Lord, who has compassion on you. My steadfast love shall not depart from you. God's love endures forever. God's love is steadfast. Never forget that. Let's pray. Lord, we thank you for your scripture which reminds us that your love is not only overwhelming and and amazing and full of grace and forgiveness, but it's also a gift to share. Lord, may we share our time, our talents, our resources that you have first given us to advance the good news of your love in the world. A world that needs it more than ever. Raise up your church, Lord, to be your ambassadors, to take the love you've so freely given to us and pour it into the lives of those around us. Not for our sake, but for the sake of your Son, in whose name we pray. And we all said together, Amen.